Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 74 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a nice review on iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate it. Thanks to everyone that's joining us live in the chat. Hello to you all. Lovely to see all your lovely smiley faces. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy loves nothing more than to blow off some steam by jumping headfirst into a mosh pit in VR, of course. Back from his trip in China, it's Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, it's good to be back, guys. Seriously, it's. Uh, I missed this. I really did. So uh, yeah, let's have some fun, right? Yeah, we all missed you too. Everyone in the chat was like, "Where is he? Where is he gone? When is he coming back?" Well, honestly, I I, I like the episode you did with Fudu. I, I think we we should invite him more. It's, uh, yeah, he was a super guest. nice guy. Super yeah. nice guy. Great to super have him on chill. the show. Super yeah. chill. And he's got a lovely collection of headsets as oh, well. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> like, he tried everything. Like, a- a- everything you guys, like, mentioned to him, he knew <laughs> what yeah. you were talking about. It's like... like Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's smart. <laughs> he's a very cool dude. Yeah, you'll see more of Papa Voodoo in the future, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> That's his nickname right there. Yeah, it is. So next up, this guy made a big mistake when booking his holiday this week. He turned out to be the all-inclusive buffet himself to a island of zombies it is of course the rowdy guy how you doing man you're right i'm all right i'm all right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's me who's running the stream today so you know t- talking in your seat busker is going to be a rough one <laughs> <laughs> yeah rowdy's rowdy's at the helm of this fine vessel sailing through the murky waters of the internet so uh yeah. wish him luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay so next up coming at us live from the home of maple syrup our roving correspondent in Canada is Zimtok5. How you doing, man? Hey, Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. A little bit nippy here. As I said a bit earlier, it was uh, it's minus 13 degrees C here, so it's a bit a bit chilly out. There's wow. plenty of snow and ice. I've already had a few skidding moments with the, uh, with the vehicle, but uh, otherwise, lovely. Absolutely lovely to be on holiday. Feels great. Good to hear, good to hear. You're going to be out there on next week's show as well, and then you'll be back home after that. So uh, just to let you guys and girls know if you're wondering. Uh, But let's talk about today's episode because we've got a busy episode for you today. We're going to be talking about Nathie's adventures in China. Definitely looking forward to hearing some stories of your uh, trip there. Uh, We'll be giving you all the information about Pimax Brain Warp and fixed foveated rendering and why it's important for Pimax and why it's important for us as consumers. So we'll be giving you the lowdown on that. We'll also be talking about Valve's new headset being seen in the wild and much, much more. But first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing in VR this week and their highlight of the week. And of course, let's kick it over to Nathy first to find out what you've been up to. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so when I came back from China, I was like, I gotta, I gotta check like the release list, right, of, of what's what's out there. And the only thing that catched my interest was a mosh pit simulator. I was like, maybe, maybe I should just start out with something uh, weird, you know, and uh, don't take everything too serious. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a good game. 
it's 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 so bad that it's good i would say it, okay. it's like um you, you remember that that goat simulator title from a, a couple of years ago yeah that's what it's, it reminded me of as well yeah yeah it's like the, the the same idea it's super random bugs are well actual gameplay mechanics i would say and it has a story mode because i thought that mush pit simulator would be a well mush pit simulator in where you are just in a big city uh with mush pits <laughs> everywhere i don't know this sounds so stupid but that's what i thought uh, and just an open world mush pit simulator basically okay that's what i thought but in the end it turned out to be something else um there was a story it, it mode the most anticipated virtual reality game ever right well, it's how i mean if you look at the trailer that's what they yeah. say yeah and, and 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 this developer it took him like two and a half years to make so it's not like he just threw it out there this is like a serious project and um the story mode i played um is actually having a pretty legit story How? it's uh, <laughs> it's it's uh it's very intriguing i would say and um i would definitely play it for the story mode uh, i i could tell you a little bit about what the storyline is well, please do because i'm intrigued yeah, I do, cause, cause uh, okay okay uh, how are we going to start this yeah, so you are, you are arriving in a city where there are only uh boneless and brainless humanoids living there okay and you are a human uh that is still having brains and still having bones and you are starting off sitting in a car together with these humanoids they speak a funny language and before you know it they all fly out of the car they 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 crash the car then you are in in a like standing in front of a stage there is a mosh pit there everyone is going crazy the next moment you need to build yourself a escape vehicle i don't know why um, I think and, that's all I need to know. Yeah. You got to play it for the plot twist for sure. But, uh, you know, besides all this, this weird stuff, uh, you can you can really see that um, a lot of work has been, you know, put into this project. And I think it's an art on itself. If you uh, can develop a game with this whole... Uh, like style to it if you know what i mean so yeah you can say like oh, it looks so broken and, and things like that but not every developer can uh, uh you know develop in a backwards way where it's like it needs to be glitching and it needs to be bugging but still in a controllable way because it's not that broken that it's uh, game breaking no it's still you know a solid it's a solid title it is it's just if you're looking for something extremely random something that will make your brain fart after you play the storyline uh, this is something you you have to play but it's it's impressive for for two and a half years work it's so far yes oh it against itself though like i'm curious because like the way you describe it it almost sounds like there's more thought put into it kind of like goat simulator right but there's more thought put into it than you'd, you'd think on the face of it. In other yes. Words, do you think it, yeah. it it deserves more street cred than it, it probably gets just from the title? Yeah, it's just people don't take it serious when they watch the trailer and see the uh, the screenshots. But if you go to the Steam page of Mushpit Simulator, there is an actual story there of him explaining why he made this game and, and uh, what he was looking for. And then you, you start to understand like, oh, but it's not just this silly experience. No, it's more than that. So 
seriously go to steam check out the the the, the game description and then you will learn more on um, i think this is this is uh, a game that uh is like an example of ultimate freedom that you can just be a developer in this age uh, and make whatever you want be creative and go for it and not be stuck with some investors telling you what to do or really focusing on like oh how can i make some decent money to earn it back now this is just you know creativity on its best it's it's art i would say yeah but i think you've got to kind of be that person that enjoys like gary's mod or yeah you know messing around with the kind of physics of things and it's because it's that's what it is it's like a sandbox true and, and Gary, yeah, game. and and you know Gary's mod and those kind of titles too. They they have such a big player base. Those games were good and are still good. And uh, yeah, that's a genre on itself, I would say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's find uh, let's find out what. Um, oh. Hello. Rowdy's been up to. Uh, that was my controller falling. falling oh, down. Oh, you're fine. me there for a moment. Like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've actually. Um, what I've been playing for this week. Uh, I've actually not been playing a game. Uh, I've actually spent all of my time pretty much in virtual in virtual reality in uh, Oculus Home, uh, and that's oh, all because of. That's uh, <laughs> all because of Zim. Because I was like, you was talking about crates and stuff like that, and like, what what are all the crates about? What is all of that? And I was like, I I, I actually have never opened these kind of crates before. So I went into my <laughs> home and Zim had to explain me like where I could find the, the crates. And uh, yeah, I had like, I, I I mean, I don't even know how many there are. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been opening them for like hours. I think I got back to, I think August twenty eighteen. So oh I still have like about like <laughs> a couple of years to go <laughs> before I can Good open luck, them all. Uh, but I had, I, I think I have pretty much everything unlocked by now. Like that, that, that I could find in the crates at least um, wow. for now. Uh, and then I spent, uh, of course, like doing up my room. I did everything there. And then I found out that I could also import my own model. So I started doing uh -oh. that as well. So I went uh -oh. to Sketchfab, found uh -oh. some models, and uh, <laughs> I completely customized my room. And I finally made it available for the public. So you guys can go and check yeah. it out now as well. So nice. There was, there was What's a huge spend for hours. What custom models did you import in the end? Um, I used some Star Wars stuff, uh, like a, a lightsaber. Uh, I used uh, like a Tie Fighter, a life-size one that I like made like fly outside. Um, I had, uh, I mean, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan as well, so I took like some character models from there. So I had like Cloud Strife, Sephiroth, Squall. Um, I got a life-size Titus, a life-size Aerith. Um, I, I got a, a Portal a Love Cube. I got with that in there as well. So I, I, I put like a ton of stuff in there, but it was a lot of fun. And I think it's cool that you can like personalize these kind of things. So like stuff that you like yourself. Um, yeah. So it's become like something that really like characterizes your room. So yeah, I found I had a lot of fun doing that. Wait, wait. So this is what you call your, your, your house or is this more like a pop culture uh, zoo? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, for it's the people that don't know, how do you uh, find these crates? Because if you got to, well, search for it, that's mm -hmm. usually a bad, uh, well, you know, uh, well, thing. So if you can search for it, it's just, 
I mean, I never, like, I get so many notifications from, like, you know, people yeah. notifying, like, oh, you know, uh, inviting you to a game or, like, getting, like, yeah. a friend's uh, added. So I don't really check the notifications that often. Uh, but it's under notifications that you also get, like, those kind of crates. Uh-huh. So um, I, I didn't really check that ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a wonderful process, isn't it, going backwards for months and months and months and months. Yeah. I think that's, that's why Oculus need like an open all button. So you just open all the ones that you haven't opened ah. so far, and it just, just gets out of, fun you. out of it, doesn't it? Uh, like, I, mean, I don't know. The only, I, I wish you could do something to batch them, even if mm. it was like a five in one. Like, let me open five boxes, and then yeah. I'll just break open in front of me but in some it, kind it, of pattern. It has the thing that's nicest when you open the boxes is if you get something that's like rare. Because the, the thing that a lot of people don't know who haven't opened a lot of crates on uh, Oculus Home is that you can get items that are of a certain quality a certain class and then you only get one of them uh, until you get a chance to open you know another one you can only place that one object somewhere in your room and then that's it you can't just duplicate it so mm. i actually think that that lockdown in oculus home is what really makes oculus home a lot nicer than the vive equivalent the mm. VR home yeah cool. I definitely want to experiment more with importing my own models because there's some really nice models on Sketchfab. Yeah, that, um, that makes it so much cooler, like because you get like something that is way, way, way more personal, uh, or yeah. something that you mm-hmm. like yourself so much more. So yeah, I, I had a ton of fun doing it. Yeah, I've had my eyes on a uh, Ed Ed two hundred nine from Robocop for a while uh, now, but it's, I think it's like thirty dollars. And I'm, is it is it worth spending thirty dollars to have a really cool model in my Oculus <laughs> Home? I really don't know, especially because I don't know if it will work or not because it might be just yeah. too too detailed to work or something so i don't know yeah, I, I, had, I had a little bit of problems like importing some models that were just like too big or like too too i don't know too too big in size maybe so i couldn't yeah. import everything sometimes it would work if i would scale them down then again uh then yeah. it would work but not in all cases so yeah let us know in the chat if you've ever imported any models into your oculus home and what they are i'd be super intrigued to find out um but let's find out what zim's been up to other than traveling halfway across the the planet to canada what have you been up to dude it's been loads of fun i was playing loads of vr just before just before going uh the main thing after um kind of did my final stream i was like okay i'm heading away and then uh had my birthday pop up and my wife got me a full body green suit so i ended up I ended up streaming that, which was fucking loads of fun. Um, I, I look like a complete idiot in the thing, as you do. But the, being able to, uh, I did a kind uh, of a thing with, uh, with Beat Saber, and I went absolutely to town trying to beat some expert plus levels. Um, and when you're in, 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 a, in a full body suit, like, they breathe pretty well, just not that well. So that thing is, uh, is, is, is pretty rank at the moment. But, uh, it was just so much fun. To have uh, have a laugh with that, and um, having gotten a green screen and now the full green screen suit, I was like, how can I, you know, do these two things at once? And so we did find out a, a way, which is really really neat, to kind of combine the two. And so I looked like I was just a man full of flame and like this moving. It was really fucking sweet. Um, so that was a surprise gift for my wife, and she obviously knows me well enough. To- every time, every time I hear someone telling about a green suit, I have to think about that one thing from Josh Dopp. Yeah, uh, he posted oh, on Twitter. I'll, I'll see if I can video. find it for for uh, for our listeners. But that was hilarious. Like it, it makes the content so much so much better. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, you have to have a specific application if you want to use it for something, right? And like, so my first thing was like, I'm going to be a floating dread halls guy. I'm just going to be a head in dread halls with a head, headset on. And I'm going to be yeah, doing that. Exactly. And it worked pretty well. I need a higher quality camera to be able to pick up my face at distance, you know, at higher quality. But other than that, it was like, it was just fun to just play around with this stuff. And that's why I got into the whole green screen stuff just to feck about and have a play. So 
generally speaking, that was it. Um, the only thing that I was going to compare it to, which I did as well for the first time, and I think Nathie's probably done this one before, is um, Cirque du Soleil. Uh, so I tried that for the first time, uh, which actually, having I've never been to Cirque du Soleil in, in real life, and um, having actually seen it, super impressed with the talent. Uh, mm. at, at, I always thought that it was like one particular thread or one kind of theme. Like if you were to see a pirates live, you know, it's just people swinging on ropes, drinking beer, and you know, going after wenches. But it's not like that. Like Cirque du Soleil, in terms of the VR offering, is like four different, very uh, unique slices from kind of steampunk to kind of uh, you know Chinese dynasty, and very interesting. It didn't run very well for me because I was running it live, um, and for some reason my encoder didn't wasn't compatible. Even though it's only like a 360 video, it was still pretty cool. So mm. if anyone's, I think it's paid for a couple of bucks or whatever, but um. Uh, if you're if you're looking for something uh, a bit artsy, then that's yeah. uh, not a bad not a bad way it's, to go. Right? It's 360, we, right? Yeah, it's it's 360, but it's um it's pretty high quality 360. It's definitely on the higher end of what I've seen. It's not as high, quite as high as like Henry 5K, um, but it's it's up there. You know, it's but no it, Nicolas Cage. But it was an app that was on the Oculus Store. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this was okay. Oculus Home on the Rift is where I tried it. You can also do it on the Go. Um, which I should do while I'm here because I've got my go with me. So I'll, I'll compare and see if it's any good. Well, cool. if, if, if it can't beat Nicolas Cage, you know what time it is. So I think that's a good tip you can give everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's where yeah, exactly. the bar is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So uh, so this week I, I I broke out the uh, the PS VR again. I've been playing it with it quite a lot just recently. I've been really enjoying myself with it, and um, I took a, a bit of advice from PD. He's probably in the chat. So hello to PD if you're there. Um, but he picked up uh, Battlefront a while ago when he first got his PS VR. He got it cheap in a store, and uh, so I was in town. One of my favorite stores in town is like CEX. I don't know if you guys have a CEX local to you, but if you're not familiar with yeah. CEX, like if you're in the US or whatever, basically it's like a second hand store for electronic items and games basically oh. um, it's a pawn shop for games exactly <laughs> pawn yeah. shop. Oh. so you can get some really nice bargains in there some really nice retro consoles retro games sometimes you can find some right hidden gems in there so i was having a look around and i saw battlefront and it was i think it was like five pounds uh, so relatively cheap but it has the vr mission included in it as part of it for free uh, that you can play on the psvr and it's the x-wing like star wars x-wing vr mission so i was like I haven't tried this. I'm a big fan of Star Wars. Let's just pick it up. So I, I, I bought it, took it home, and it was a physical disc. So I was thinking I'll just fire it up, play it straight away. But no, with everything nowadays on the PS PlayStation, you have to like download an update, which happened to be 20 gigabytes. Wow. <laughs> so I had to wait ages for that to finish. Then once I fired up the game and got into the menu, then it says, oh, no, you have to download the VR mission. So you download what? that from the menu in the game. <laughs> so that was another gigabyte and a half. Are you kidding? How- really? No, no, genuinely. So after that, I did actually get to try it. And to be fair, it is worth the wait and and the money. Uh, It is a really, really cool experience. It's just basically like, uh, you know, your childhood dream, you know, of flying an X-Wing. It's every kid's like dream, right? So actually being able to do it in VR was a really cool experience. And of course, you don't get to use like, you know, a HOTAS or anything like that. You just get to use a control pad. but the experience was actually pretty polished. I was surprised, actually. You know, you can look around and see the uh, R2 unit behind you, like sort of spinning around and giving you information. And you're, you've got uh, audio from your co-pilots who are in different X-Wings as well. And the whole story takes place during uh, Rogue One, basically the Rogue One movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're basically tasked with escorting a ship that contains um, K2SO and uh, Jin 
uh, Ursu from the movie uh, to sort of part of their destination in the movie. Oh, nice. Um, and then obviously, you know, uh, you get get attacked by TIE fighters and an, an Imperial ship comes in. You get to fly around that, which is really cool. And the whole thing lasts about 17 minutes, which I thought was a decent length for just like a, a VR mission. Yeah. Um, so overall, I thought it was a really good experience. I think if you can pick up Battlefront relatively cheap, you know, like for a fiver or, or cheaper, then uh, definitely go and check it out. Because if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll definitely get something out of it. Mm. And um, and also, you know, it's great to demo to other people, although it might be a bit intense for newcomers mm. is, is the warning I would give. Like I like again, I would say same with Ace Combat. Just like later on, put it put it separately in the store. Yeah, that would be really nice. Because at launch, uh, at launch, this is selling very well. I totally get it to include that within the, the the base game. But later down the road, like how many people are still going to the store like you and think, hmm, maybe I should buy this one like uh, mission. Um, yeah. So I think they should just you know put it on there in the PSVR section. I think that would be be nice because not everyone knows that there is a vr mission inside battlefront uh, yeah exactly because the sequel's out already so i guess most people are buying that um yeah. but the thing is like playing this and obviously ace combat the other week you know it really gave me a flavor for this kind of genre and i just think you know i just love uh, a proper star wars dogfighting game you know where you're an x-wing pilot you know yeah. like a vr version of rogue squadron would be just next level yeah that would be a flight similar yeah. I, I would get into as well yeah definitely yeah. well the closest you can get wait. right now is like elite dangerous deathmatch and then maybe mm. a bit of e-valkyrie um, yeah so. exactly um so that, which are pretty much graveyards now unfortunately both of their you know their matchmaking is, yeah like i used to play a lot of cqc close quarters combat and elite with friends and it was great yeah. it was really really good uh mm. the valkyrie was was going toe-to-toe with that and that was quite lively mm. for a time but i do find like if you're trying to look for a match now it's very hit or miss in, in, in either um, and thing. one more one more title that is soon gonna disappear is star blood arena is also kind of similar to that but mm. that one will soon uh, be off air and that's because the servers are going offline right yeah yes because it wasn't popular enough uh, yeah, that, yeah. Happens, that happens to a lot of games both both vr and non-vr and it, it, it's kind of feels criminal sometimes i remember mm-hmm. playing grid race driver and and then wanting to go back to it, reinstalled it, and it was like, what? Yes. Oh, there's no yeah. servers online anymore. This is like part of my, it was the first game that I bought where like part of my game had just died. And yeah. I, I, you know, I can still play StarCraft. I can still play all these old like <laughs> multiplayer games. But when the when it's reliant on servers to be supported and still humming, it kind of feels like, wow, you've, you've killed off half the game. Um, but no, Mike, definitely uh, for me, Pod Racer. I can't wait till we have and Red Out right game. now is my closest thing to it. <laughs> yeah. Like I really would love a pod racer game. Uh, Dude, there is there is a pod racing demo. That was for the DK2. Maybe you could revive it. There's a video on my channel, but you you, you have like your own uh, pod racer uh yep. from the movie but you can also get out and uh, go to the cantina bar and and drink and uh, explore all kinds of buildings and the race itself is extremely rough. Like the moment you fall out of your pod like your pod racer, uh, Yoda's like popping up at your front uh, dashboard it's and it says like, uh, careful, uh, uh, motion sick you will get. It's like <laughs> a very, it's like the most, I think like it, it's great, like because it goes super fast, but it's so, such an old demo. I don't even know if, it gonna, if, if it's gonna work, but. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually just to dovetail um, into something I was saying to Mike as well when I'd heard he'd played this new game. 
um, Battle of Endor was an old uh, like 2014 oh, DK1, yeah. DK2 game, which when you talk to me about Battlefront, having not played it, like that's immediately mm. what comes into my mind, which again was, you know, you're in an X-Wing and you're blasting off uh, other other yeah. enemies and stuff and flying around Star Destroyers, which was good yeah. at the time. Um, and actually it was converted up. I, I have to go back and play it now because it was converted to CV1 mm. and, and Vive. And oh, nice. so there is actually a, an available download link over on Reddit, and uh, huh. so check that out. The Vandal Battle of Endor, which was a, like a fan project similar to what Nathie's talking about. Yeah. But I remember watching yeah. your video at the time, actually, Nathie, because um, I never did the Pod Racer one myself. But I remember trust there being me, a trust me. You know, it was yeah. was rough, <laughs> very yeah. rough. But if you if you talk about Star Wars in in, in general. Every time we get something that is VR related, it's it's just a little bit, like a little bit. It's never like two, three hours Star Wars or like like yeah. as Mike said, like a complete full uh, game. It's it's always mm -hmm. just you know an experience or a very small part of the team that is working on that very big experience in a way. I mean, well, we're getting Vader Immortal though, aren't we? Well, that's what I mean. Vader Immortal is going to be a full Star Wars game. That'll be the first one in VR, I guess, that we're going to get. So the only other one that I would mention is when we did. Um, oh, feck it! What was that? Uh, what's the full uh, the void suit? The void. the void. Yeah, the Void experience at Oculus Connect Five was great. Yeah, really good. Like you know, there were some metal places I didn't want to fall off and all that. But if you ever get a chance to do the Void. I got to say, having only done it once, it's yeah. really cool. So uh, Paradise yeah. Decay in the chat is saying uh, to tell me that the Call of Duty space VR experience on PSVR oh. is free and you don't need the game apparently. So Dude, got to try that. It's 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 amazing. I, I really okay. enjoyed that. The game itself was bad, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that experience was top notch. Also, if you do like Star Wars, uh, Trials of Tatooine is free, yes. as far mm -hmm. as I know. Uh, Droid Repair Bay is yes. free yes and and there is another one from that's like a 360 but i can't remember who made that but there, there are some star wars uh, things oh yeah wait it's from the disney app if you have that disney uh i think it's on steam and also oculus home you can play some 360s there okay uh, disney app is meant to be very good yeah also you can sit speak. in a tie fighter if, if you don't have a playstation vr you can but it's just the 360 playing in front of you but well hang on you're you're one-upping the call of duty experience if this is the same thing that i remember where you're flying around and and shooting out other dogfighters it had 2d sprites as the explosion like literally those that used to like you know they rotate oh, left and right yeah, like yeah. It's awful. So, are we talking about the same game? Well, Wolfenstein explosions. No, it was called uh, Call of Duty uh, Jackhammer, as far as I know. But it's okay, it's no. it's it's a nice uh, nice experience, I would say. And yeah, it's free. You don't need to. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Please make these VR experiences a standalone thing or a timed exclusive for the launch to hype people up. But mm -hmm. later on, exactly. like, who's talking about Star Wars Battlefront now? The first yeah. one. Who's still playing that? So, we are Tomb Raider. Well, yes, <laughs> now. <Raider>. But <laughs> just, just you know, make it a separate thing, please, yeah. because so many people would like to play it. Yeah, for sure. So yep. definitely, if you get the opportunity to pick up, yeah. cheap, go and check yeah. it out. And obviously, you can check out this Call of Duty one for free, which I'm going to check out as well. Um, yeah, good luck.
So let's move into some quick news then. And first off, let's talk about Cloudhead Games and Valve. Um, mm. You know, Cloudhead Games are, are friends of the show. We've had them on the show previously, actually. We had Anthony Stevens on the show about a year ago now, uh, if not longer. And at the time, they were talking about their latest game, which was, of course, The Gallery Episode 2, uh, was just about to be released. And even back then, we were hounding them for information about the Knuckles controllers because <laughs> yeah. they had access to them. And they were open about the fact yeah. they had them. Um and, you know, they were one of the first uh, games to be released on Steam VR for the Vive. So it, it's good to say that they've got a pretty decent relationship with Valve. I think it's fair to say that. Um, and, and Denny from the Cloudhead team this week, he posted a picture on Twitter um, basically showing him with some blurred out controllers and a blurred out headset. And they put this like creepy emoji over the headset as well, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Um but it was clear from the image, you could tell that they were the Valve Knuckles controllers because of the, the shape and the string, the drawstring yeah. at the bottom. It was, it was so clear that that's what they were. It was even sticking out. Like, they didn't even blur the whole thing. It was kind of badly, <laughs> like, around it. Exactly. Yes. And then yes. if, if you look closely at the headset, because you could just make out the corner of it, um, it was it was obvious that this was going to be the Valve headset that was rumored and leaked before. You know, we saw leaked uh, pictures of this Valve headset, and it has really sort of distinctive uh, two cameras at the bottom um, that kind of almost look the bo- like the bottom of Vader's mask. They kind of jut out a little bit. So when um, we were seeing this image that Denny posted, the, the side profile of it looked identical to that profile of that lower camera. So everyone was obviously, obviously going crazy over this image <laughs> because this is the first time we've ever seen this headset out in the wild and confirmed in the hands of developers. So um, it was super interesting. Everyone went crazy. Unfortunately, the image got taken down. But what's interesting about this whole thing is that it kind of adds uh, legitimacy to the the leak you know, that we saw previously and mm-hmm. also adds up to the stats that we talked about in last week's show where it suggested that 42% of developers were working on hardware that we don't even know is available, right? Yeah, so... Uh, it's really exciting, I think. Uh, it's super cool of them to share it. And I think if anyone's yeah. going to have it, they're going to have it. But I'm sure this is in other people's hands as well. Um, but what do you guys think about it? First of all, I was like, this is the most dangerous thing you can post. And just be like, hey, let's put a smiley over it. Well, everyone is like so serious <laughs> about this subject. And they're just like, hey, let's just do this. And uh, we'll see what happens, right? It's it's so funny they just don't take it because i mean cloudhead games is always one of the first ones to get this kind of stuff they mm. were one of the first yeah. ones to even make a game for mm. uh for steam vr so I, I remember seeing on the kickstarter of six sense that they were like making videos about like using the six sense controls that's how far back they go so that's, yeah that's, they even the first they VR even put hydras they, they even put hydras on the yeah. top of their headsets to get tracking so yeah they they are ogs but yeah. uh yeah i don't know like just the fact that you don't blur it completely and you see the edge of a headset is already like something that could I mean, so i i'm not surprised that they deleted this because it was, was but then it was everywhere anyway so i don't know like when you post it just keep it on there because there's no yeah, way back yeah, yeah. it was but funny I and mean, it's not like they're showing that much though. Like you'd see an edge and everyone kind of knows. I mean, if they're, if they're kind of like, you know, uh, like tweeting like a headset that nobody has seen, then everyone is going to guess that it's going to be the Valve headset anyway. I think for the uneducated, they, no one would look, think twice about it. But for us that are deeply embedded in the industry and want to know everything, we spotted it straight away. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Gamertag VR for giving us a super yes. chat. 
Thank you very much, four ninety nine. Thank you very much. Saying we could all buy a donut. Uh, nice. Keep up the good work and providing this kind of entertainment on a Saturday. So thank you very much to Game Attack. If we keep this up, Mike, then you could maybe buy that robot. <laughs> the robot. <laughs> yeah, two hundred nine fund exactly. Oh. Um, but yeah, you know, I've said this before, but I think you know, I think right now is a great opportunity for both Valve and Pimax because there is a window here where Oculus are focused on the Quest and Standalone, which is great. They're doing their own thing. You've got HTC that are focusing on the Cosmos, making this kind of hybrid between PC and and mobile. They're doing their own thing. And you've got this window in the middle where PC VR isn't being really looked at right now. Uh, So you've got Pimax with obviously their headsets, which is great. They're kind of filling a gap. And then if Valve comes in before these other manufacturers can make their next gen headset then it's going to be a smash they're going to do amazing anyway Uh, dude if all that happens this year i have no clue what's going to happen in the vr industry but it's going to be a be a a meteor like slamming into the ground and it's going all over the place like just just thinking of this like how many opportunities opportunities there are like laying around right now of what people can buy uh, mm. and this like you can buy a pc headset you can buy a standalone headset you can buy some hybrid headset so there there is so much more now than just one thing so i i really think if valve uh sells this to another company who's going to publish the headset or they do it themselves i don't know what's gonna happen but yeah. so many people are so triggered by it uh, yeah it's crazy. I, I'm convinced that they'll they'll make it themselves and they'll sell it on the Steam store, uh, just like they do the other Steam hardware that they produce. But I'm so excited about this new headset, and I can't wait for them to finally unveil it yeah. and, and give us all the juicy yeah. information that we want about it. But in, um, and in general, can we say that these are like maybe the next-gen headsets? Is like this the 2.0 uh, lineup already, or is this still in the in the first part of like Vive, Oculus, and those mixed reality headsets, or...? A lot of that will depend ultimately on the specs that they deliver. I mean, if yeah, but it's when, when is something a next generation? Mm. But when uh, is something really next generation? Is yeah. it like, you know, increased? I think standalone is next generation for sure. Like wireless for me personally is is next generation for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a big step forward. Uh, I, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but for me, it feels like a next gen lineup that might be able to conquer the market even further. And make it more mainstream too, of course. I think the, the more single, competition in the market space, the better. You know, it's going to be a single title oh, yeah, that, for sure. that that has a, an integration either with an accessory or something that stands it aside from what's there at present. It doesn't necessarily have to be a hardware specification. I think mm-hmm. immersive integration between hardware and software, whatever that is, whether that's a home experience of something void like whether that's um, something that, that yeah. is such a cornering of the market that it's almost like an Apple level of, of product leap ahead of what's currently there. Um, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be the hardware side because I know there's plenty of product teams out there who've been playing that. I mean, if you look at them, Pimax are essentially doing that. They're saying, mm-hmm. we will give you resolution, right? And that's yes. like one of their mainstay pieces. But I would almost consider them to be near enough to 2.0, but I, I just want Valve to to drop it you know I, I really am interested in in this because i've been itching and i have just been itching itching on you know what's the next vr equipment and people have asked me this like as well like what's the next vr headset you're gonna buy like i don't know it yet it's not been announced yet mm-hmm. aside from quest which is kind of it's like go for me it's like a toy you know i'm gonna have it on the side i'll do some projects with it but aside from that 
it's not going to replace my daily driver. So the question mm. really is, will this replace my daily driver? And if it will, I am, count me as excited. You know? I think I the biggest that, feature, of course, will be the Knuckles. You know, If they bring out first-party games that are going to work best on the Knuckles and this headset together, well, then you're yeah. not going to have that experience on Rift. So it's going to be very interesting. Whether it will be the next best thing or not, of course, we don't know yet. But it's just very exciting that another headset is coming to the market for sure. That's true. another flavor. That's true. Right, like mm. it's like if, oh, I've got vanilla here and I've got chocolate yeah. here. And, oh, now they've just released strawberry. Like even if it's a different flavor, but kind of on the same level. Yeah. Like you say, as long as it it stands on its own, even with the yeah. knuckles, which for me again I haven't been impressed with so far. Yeah. I'd still buy into it. You know, plus, it's still something to experience. Plus, content-wise, if one company who's offering a PC VR headset is able to give people new experiences and games every month that are worth playing like sony did for or does still does for two years then you can really also win a lot of people for you right uh you, you can have a big community uh in in that sense because you can buy a headset but if you as a customer are not getting value back in the next months and maybe even years then it doesn't it doesn't match so Sense, yeah. so that that could also play like a big role but to kind of kill the excitement a little bit i'm sorry um <laughs> sharezot says you guys have way too high expectations of this valve headset uh, you are taking a big risk of disappointment <laughs> and yeah maybe 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 it could be that it's also, not that, in, that in way, amazing but in a way, it also depends a little bit on your your definition of like what is really like next generation. Like, I mean, the yeah, next it's... generation iPhone is not that big of a difference. <laughs> like, if you look at, for example, like you know how the PlayStation progresses through their iterations, which mm. take much longer. I, I think that their the leap is much bigger in a way but i've mm. seen like people in the chat also say maybe it's more like graphic cards it's you no know, the the improvements are not really that yeah. noticeable it's more like in you know like the software level yeah. or more like the, the the optimization level and those those yeah. are like a lot of things that can still be it's, you know improved in that way because yeah, i mean uh, i'm still having problems sometimes just loading certain games <laughs> uh, because uh, it gets like too, too hard huh? really comfort you give me a headset yeah. that's half the weight i'll buy that tomorrow so, so, so Gamertag used our analogy of, of, of different flavors, and he says he likes to mix vanilla, banana, strawberry, and chocolate milkshakes together. He says it looks like poo, but tastes delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that that next generation is maybe a cloudy name, and for everyone, next generation means something else. And yes, yeah, some people, some companies, they, they put this uh, sticker on it of being next gen, but that's, of course, a, a nice sales pitch. Um, how but about yeah, some current uh, generation games? How about that? Oh, don't get me started. Okay, before we get triggered about like Valve and Valve games, because this happens every time we mention yes. this headset. Do we? Do we want to go there? No, we don't. Let's let's okay. move on. Let's move yes, on. Go, let's draw, go. draw a line under it. Fast. Let's just let's just say Leave. we're no. excited to hear more. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. Done. So let's <laughs> move on. That's all so, you have to say. Basically, we could yeah. have saved up. 15 minutes of, of talking space here. <laughs> it, it gets you all so triggered. It really does. Um, let's talk about the Oculus Go because we had a great bit of news and it's great for us as content creators. So I won't dwell on it too much because it doesn't maybe interest that many other people. But for us, you know, it's great news because the Oculus Go is one of the most accessible VR headsets you can buy right now. You know, it's so simple and easy to use. And despite that, 
it's the most difficult headset to record VR gameplay with and share it online. It's a, it's a nightmare. Uh, to get the best footage, you basically have to record the video to the headset um, and transfer it to your PC. But the problem is that that video file doesn't include the gameplay audio. So you need to come up with a solution to capture that separately and then sync it up in post. And it's an absolute headache and a nightmare. Uh, but we got around it and we, we sort of produce content with it but you know it's one of those things that we complained about especially when we yes. met up with Optimus at OC5 and we we always kind of thought that it was a limitation with Android the platform because you know even with Android phones right now there isn't the function to be able to do that so we thought it was kind of out of Oculus's hands and we weren't going to see a fix but this week they kind of just surprised us out of the blue and now when you record content on the Oculus Go and record it to the headset it records the video and audio from the gameplay which is just Awesome news, and this just makes me so so happy. I can't tell you how happy I am yeah. as a content creator. Android, they must have <laughs> something like that. They did something magical behind the scenes, and I thank them wholeheartedly uh, for putting the work in because I appreciate it. Mustn't have been an easy task because otherwise it would have been in from the beginning. Yeah. But what makes me super excited about this update is the fact that this is likely to carry over to the Quest when that launches, which is again going to make our lives easier sharing that content with you guys and girls, our audience, who are desperate to see this gameplay uh, yes. as soon as this headset drops. So uh, yeah. I just kind of wanted to share that, give a bit of a shout out to Oculus and say thank you for putting in the hard work. We really appreciate it as content creators. Yeah. And we look forward to playing around with this feature in the very near future. Yeah, On the Quest. Uh, On the Quest, yeah, also, for sure. Uh, I'm just holding my go and I'm like, this is a new one, by the way. I just unpacked it, but there's still... <laughs> A piece of plastic here. Do you want to hear some satisfying? Ready for some ASMR? Should I also look into the camera while I'm doing this? Or? Do it. Maybe lick your lips at the same time. Oh, <laughs> wait, no, wait, wait. no, no, no. We don't Should want to do that or not? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. Some ASMR for you. We deliver everything on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Unboxings on our podcast. Yeah. I was like, listen, listen to the sound. Yeah. If you, you smell you, it too. If you didn't get goosebumps whilst you're listening to the audio version of the show, then you, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about the final bit of... Uh, oh, no, we've got more quick news. We've got a whole bunch of quick Whoa. news still to go. Sorry, this isn't quick news this week. Quickly, this is quickly. Um, so talking about Oculus, let's talk about uh, this mysterious door that appeared in Oculus Home this week. Because uh, if you checked your inventory this week in Oculus Go and you uh, in Oculus Home, sorry, and you were lucky enough, you maybe got a, this mysterious door added to your inventory, and you could add it to your Oculus Home. And basically, Oculus tweeted about this door and said, "Adventure awaits through this door. How will you forge your destiny? A new journey is coming soon from Sanzaru Games and Oculus Studios." So if you're not aware, this is the same team that brought you Marvel Powers United. And I was trying to figure out a way, if there's some way to open this door, it'd take you to like Narnia or some magical land. <laughs> Narnia, and yeah. I, I got so excited by it. I even invited <laughs> PD round and, uh, and Nathie round to my uh, Oculus home. And we tried to open it together, thinking that was the magical key to open this door. But sadly, yeah. that's not the case. No. It just doesn't do anything. We've had it confirmed by Oculus now that this door doesn't do anything. It's just a cosmetic yeah. item in Oculus. After you spend four hours trying to open it, you got to confirm. Yeah. Time wasted. For, for the people wondering, I even went so far that I put my head through the doors and there was nothing inside the doors and also not behind it. So I don't know what kind of dark sorcery this is, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, 
I don't know. I, I was like joking to Mike where I said something like, and when it opens, it's like uh, some kind of uh, Marvel Powers United DLC. I don't know. Well, I, I think it seems like this is going to be yeah, a completely new, new game. I don't think this is going to be anything to do with Marvel Powers United because the doors, if you've not seen them, I'll describe them to you. They look unique. They're big wooden doors with like a fiery uh, sort of things going either side. And basically mm. they've got like uh, carved dragons in them and two skulls. Yeah. And mm. It's called uh, on their Discord. If you go on their Discord, is under the name Project Forge, and they've actually got a video on there as well where Oculus went in, burst into mm. their room as they were test playing this game, and you kind of got a little bit of a flavour of the gameplay from the small screen that you could see, and it looks like it's a, a melee mm. combat game. Uh, definitely had a shield in there somewhere, so it looks like maybe they've got some similar gameplay elements from Marvel Powers United, um, mm. which to be fair to that game had some good bits to it, like the character models were really nice. It was a nice uh, fan service for Marvel enthusiasts, but it was just the gameplay loop uh, was repetitive and yeah. boring, and the arenas yes. were very small and kind of boring mm. as well. But maybe now that they're not tied to Marvel and they don't have the pressure from maybe Marvel and Disney about how to make this game, they can make something unique and more interesting, hopefully, with this next, yes. next one. It, it, it kind of depends on what... At- like audience they are looking for because Marvel Powers United was a game that was made for the people that bought an Oculus Rift with Marvel Powers United as a bundle, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why the, the the gameplay itself was straightforward and it was kind of like an easy thing to jump into and get your first uh, VR legs. Mm-hmm. So I hope that this one is more serving to everyone I think that would be a, a good approach. And then, as you said, yeah, they need to step up the content mm-hmm. there. And, and and they need to build it in a way where they can improve it. Because with Marvel Powers United, they were stuck with it from the start. There was no way they could uh, uh, fix that whole thing of, like, adding more to it. So if they, if they you know, developed it in a, in a smart way and they can add more to it and, and keep it fresh, then, then I, I'm totally in for it. It gives me a little bit of a, 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 like, looking at the door, it gives me a little bit of an, like, Indiana Jones in in China feeling. I don't know. It's (laughs) funny because someone in the chat I saw uh, mentioned, hold the door. Which is a reference to Game of Thrones, right? Which is also in line of, like, uh, how how the thing looks. Like, uh, maybe it's something something to do with that. He's got two dragons on it. Yeah, but... What about, about, uh, this is, this is, this is an Oculus Go title? No, Rift. Or is it? It's well, a Rift title. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. I was yeah. getting excited about the potential because they have because they have developed multiplayer IP before. Again, multiplayer titles can be hit or miss, but you know, I I was hopeful that we'd get another multiplayer title on the go. But even on Rift, you know, um, sounds interesting. Sounds fantasy though. Yeah, it sounds like a fantasy game. What I would, I would have liked is that this door was interactive. And you've mentioned it before, Zim, you know, having a lift where you could visit other people's homes. That would be a really cool feature. Or, you know, like a bit like a garden where you could have got a games mm. room, like on Oculus Go uh, rooms, where you can play like board games and stuff. That would have been yes. really neat. Yeah. So if this had opened up and, and been a portal to somewhere, that would have been so epic. As a marketing strategy, it would have been really interesting as well, because we've seen this kind of stuff implemented in Steam VR home environments, where you need two players to open a secret door, which yeah. then there was a big rocket in there, and it was really interesting just to go and explore yeah. with a friend. So hopefully, yeah. you know, I, that this idea can be, you know, yeah. pushed further in the future. It could be or just a prop, and it doesn't do anything, or it could be set to a countdown where you know, on 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 the announcement of when this game is coming and, and, and what it is, it might open. But then I'm like, 
you know, from a marketing perspective, you should at least hint a little bit because now people are like, okay, we tried it. That's it. Done. Mm -hmm. Well, if you would have hinted to it, people stay excited and they are constantly triggered by what this door is all about. But Mm -hmm. now it was more like, okay, uh, we got a new unlock apparently. And it's like something that also came out of a box and that's all. So, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, a lot of... did say in the movie that uh, on Tuesday they're going to provide more information, right? So Ex- Exactly, exactly. But if you've got any suggestions, I'd love to see them in the chat. Some people are saying, yeah, you know, Game of Thrones. I think that would be likely, you know, as well. But with the new series coming soon, it would kind of make mm. sense. Uh, and plus, you know, Marvel, you know, Sanzaru and Oculus worked on that big IP with Marvel before. So having another big IP like Game of Thrones would make sense. Well, yeah. Uh, but we shall see, I guess. Uh, find out more on Tuesday. Nice. So if you're interested in finding out what this is, stay locked to the Sanzaru Twitter and Oculus Twitter accounts on Tuesday, and I'm sure it will all be revealed then. Um, but it's cool that we've got another big game to look forward to uh, as well, because they've yeah. kind of been thin on the ground it's, as recently. It's been but, a while, yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the final bit of quick news is the final bit of quick news. Is it? Is uh, <laughs> Subnautica Below Zero, uh, because that came out this week in uh, early access on Steam and the Epic Store. But sadly, the game doesn't look like it's ever going to get VR support, which is a real shame, as I know many people enjoyed the first one in VR, particularly Zim. You know, he was a big adv- advocate of the, the original <laughs> game in VR on the show. So how do you feel about this one, Zim? Honestly, I was really close with the devs. And uh, about nine months ago, uh, they were talking about kind of patching existing Subnautica for, with a, a VR equivalent patch. Um, and at the time, we're also talking about how they were going to dedicate some resources yep. to focusing on VR for this. So, you know, having not seen the VR tidy up on original Subnautica, having not seen uh, <laughs> and now seeing some negative rumors that, you know, it's, not, it's, it's very likely that this is not going to get VR supported, I think it is a huge shame. Um, and over my left shoulder is a kind of Subnautica-esque poster, actually, I'm just noticing, uh, painting, I should say. Um, but I love, I think the game is one of the best environments you can explore. Uh, I just wish that if they fleshed it out, if they ironed it out bug-wise, it's just one of the best experiences that I've had. And it's such a wonderful uh, array of experience because you go from like the wonderful lapping waters of like, you know, the blue kind of shallows to the depths of, I don't know what I'm going to face. I don't know where I'm going to come across. And, and I really like the artistic style of Below Zero and where they were going to go with this. And I'm super keen on it. And for anyone who doesn't remember or wasn't part of it, like the early days of super broken, fecked up Subnautica, they were, it was really rough. Their approach to the game design was totally different. Halfway through the game, they had to reconstruct so many different things. And it's what led to this kind of bolt-on, bolt-on, bolt-on process led to what is a relatively underperforming game not only in VR, but also on PC. They spent the time to optimize and buff it before their 1.0 release, got mm. it ready. I know that they could do it. They've, they've made huge improvements and overhauls in VR. So I really think that it's probably their investor uh, and, and their you know the money in their pocket that's disabling them from doing it, not their spirit. I think if yeah. they had the money to do it and they had an investor, investor team behind them, uh, they'd do it. So I honestly think that somebody like, again, Oculus, HTC, whomever, uh, has some chump change around for supporting developers should really reach out to them. I mean, maybe they're not a 4VR exactly title, but they could be, and mm. they've also already because it. They, they got the experience, eh? that's exactly like, even if they would make a new Years. title, that would be that would be amazing. Like if something in that style, in that genre, because uh, 
like I said before, like I've played like a few of those kind of games like in virtual reality as well, and they all worked really, really well because you get that extra feeling of immersion that is so crucial in a game like mm -hmm. this. So. I think yeah. it's a perfect yeah. job. Instead of, of, of building a game from scratch, you could also, as a company, throw some money at this DLC and make it VR uh, ready. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, Nathie's got a good point there. And I think they shouldn't shy away from the idea of productizing this and turning this into VR content because other games have done it. But they say, mm -hmm. you know, you're not just going to get it for free. And even if the expectation is out there for free, back it. Like, let's actually put a price tag on it, have mm. people pay for it. I think yeah. people will pay for it, no issue. No I think issue. so, especially as the game's relatively cheap anyway. Um, but we have a statement actually from the developers because they were asked this a lot, obviously, on the Steam community page for the for the game. And they responded by saying, uh, sadly, we don't think we'll be able to do VR justice. Not because we don't love VR, we do. We all own multiple headsets. We wanted to do a better job with Subnautica 1, but time and availability of people was difficult. And we just don't want people having a bad experience in VR, in VR for below zero. So we're not likely going to do it uh, unless we can find the time. Making the game itself right now is top priority. Mm. Makes mm. sense. It's going to be the next two years. You know the, what I mean? Like, is, that's going to be the next two years. So. Yeah, the problem is like this has happened again recently with another game. I'm sure you're probably aware of this, Zim, and that's uh, Dirt Rally 2. You know, Codemasters have stated yep. that, that, that it's not going to have VR support. And the thing is, Dirt Rally, the original, is, is like held close and dear to many sim racers out there uh, that love that game. And especially, you know, those of the, that had triple monitors had sold those triple monitors to get like a, a, a VR headset to play these games in the future and then to learn that the future games aren't going to be that, supported that's in just VR. just a weird decision. This is a very it weird is. decision because if, if there's one genre in virtual reality that already now is like top notch, it's sim racing, Sims. right? It's sim yeah, racing yeah. or sim flying or whatever. Well, apparently it's not interesting enough and, and there are not enough people uh, that do because they, they can see the stats of people being in VR in Dirt Rally that mm -hmm. they consider doing it in the next one. So it still needs to grow apparently to mm. make Codemasters and others make the magic happen. I don't know. But it's just look funny. at the disappointment in the eyes of this if this one man that loves Subnautica has posters <laughs> in his bathroom <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and Zim, like developer Zim is, is singing the song of, of the people, you know? He, he's yeah. the one that, that stands on that stage and gets everyone be, behind him. I, I think he makes a, makes a good point. I mean, uh, I'm not a big Subnautica fan, but yeah. Uh, just take the risk and, 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 and make more VR uh, stuff. I mean, you already did before. It, the, the blueprint is there. So why not use that and continue? Uh, I think the thing is here, you know, there's a petition going around for Dirt Rally to VR support. If you're interested, go and sign that petition so the devs know at least there's a growing community of people behind it. Uh, but also do the same with, uh, you know, Subnautica. Let the devs know that you want this as a feature. The more we keep on telling devs this is what we want, then eventually they might listen to us. You never know. So um, that's, a, that's a roundup of the quick news this week. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Rowdy to handle this uh, week's releases uh, for the games that you should and maybe shouldn't uh, look forward to playing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Take it away, Rowdy. That's a little bit of a giveaway. Yeah, so um, the, the games are releasing today uh, or this coming week. Uh, first up was uh, Mage's Tale. Uh, we've already played that game, I think, all of us, on the HC Vive and the Oculus Rift, but now it's also coming to the PlayStation VR for uh, $29.99. All the prices that I'm listing are going to be in, uh, in dollars. I've got, got a trailer ready, too, so I should probably put that on. That's a bit of a, heavy, um, a, bit of a heavyweight title. How much, did, uh, how much did you guys 
play Mage's Tale. I mean, I played probably an hour and a half or something, but it yeah. it seems like it's a really long game, actually. It is. Yeah, I've never played the full version, actually. I've only done, like, a, I think they did, like, a short demo uh, at first. I think I played that one. But indeed, this one is, uh, I'll read the description. It's explore 10 deadly dungeons, de decipher refighting puzzles, avoid terrifying traps, and vanquish hordes of monsters, all while slinging and crafting powerful magic spells and breathtaking virtual reality. So, yeah. So it's a polished. on Rift and HC Vive on March 2018. It's a polished so experience. It's a it's a fun spell fighter, uh, and it has been in development for so freaking long. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, and so that's gonna uh, be a big one for PSVR, isn't it? Like, because I mean, that's that's one that um, again, they're getting so much. So sorry, is this is this is it launching on all headsets? Like, it's going into it's going gold, going one or is it only launching on PSVR? Wasn't no, it's already launched in uh, on Steam and uh, for HD Vive and Oculus Rift in March 2018. So it's now coming to the PlayStation VR on the 5th of February. Lucky, awesome. Yes. Good luck to them. Yes. Hopefully, they uh, you know does well on PSVR. Yeah. And then uh, next up, uh, Moshpit Simulator in early access now. Uh, well, we already talked about it, uh, but uh, I had I had a trailer for it already, so I really want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so people get an idea of like what it's all about. This indeed, is... when you look at the trailer at the beginning, you think, "Oh, it is indeed a mush pit." You know, it is. Uh, that's what it's all about. But uh, yeah, it clearly isn't like that because indeed the description reads: "Mush pit simulator is an open-world physical sandbox game about a world that is overrun by brainless, boneless humanoid creatures. And even though they are pretty harmless, it doesn't stop you from getting in their way just for fun. So abuse VR physics, punch, destroy, build, and create construction." <laughs> A funny fact about this game, the devs were asked, uh, I don't know what publication it was that asked them, but one of them, like Upload or Road to VR, and they asked, why are all the, the, the characters in the game naked? And the dev said, well, if you don't have any bones in your body, then how can your clothes stay on? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So wow. Actually yeah. I didn't, I didn't like think about it that way. Yeah, wow. Philodesis, useless trivia, me. I got a question, and yeah. this is probably good for our audio listeners as well, seeing as I'm, I'm remote and I can't see the trailer. Um, is the game played third person like Goat Simulator, or is it a first person? No, it's game? a first person. Uh, yeah, because one, you yeah. play as a human, huh? You play as a human, yeah. and you see all like the boneless kind of creatures uh, running and roaming around. Yeah. <laughs> So available for Oculus Rift and HC Vive, 19.99 early access now. And then uh, next was uh, actually a DLC that is releasing on the PlayStation VR again. Uh, it's for free. It's uh, the Creed DLC, which adds iconic characters from the series, such as Rocky Balboa, Apollo Creed, Ivan Drago, Clubber Lang, and... Oh, those were the ones that I found. So I don't know if there are actually more than them, uh, but those are the ones that are actually uh, in there at the moment. So Wait, isn't it free until Sunday? I think it was free until a certain date, and then you need to buy it. I think it's oh. free until oh, really? Sunday. Uh, at least oh, that's I what I saw I didn't, on my I Steam didn't see profile. That. I saw like a, a free DLC, so I thought like, oh, that's I'm not nice. sure, maybe, but I, I, I saw something soon. But you can play as Mr. T, right? That's great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Rocky Balboa himself, which is epic. You know, yes. they, people remember when it was launched? Like, that's what everyone was asking for. So yeah, of course. They just got in the studio, fucking put it together, and they're now releasing it for free. Like, kudos yeah. to them, because not putting a price tag on it. But it may be, again, it'd be interesting to see if Nathie's right, if it's actually a timed, timed free. If it is, mm -hmm. 
check your profiles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up is, uh, oh, just a moment here. Next up is uh, Holopoint Chronicle. Uh, in early access now as well in the HC5 and the Oculus Rift for $18.99, but it's 15% off right now as well. Uh, have any of you played Chronicle, like uh, Holopoint before? No. The original Holopoint is the, the first game one. I seriously injured myself with in VR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I, it's I, like a similar kind of, I mean, it, of course, it's an archery shooter because it's uh, just like Holopoint. Holopoint Chronicle is intense archery combat. Explore the once lively island while skillfully weaving your way through waves of relentless holographic enemies, always swiftly losing arrows towards your target. So an early access now. Um, so I think it's, you know, a similar kind of game, but it's uh, it looks prettier. That's basically it. I think there's also um, some form of locomotion. Like you're not just in one dojo. I think that you're mm. either there's multiple locations or there is some teleportation. That's what I remember checking out about. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, back. Yeah. yeah. So what what's the date on that one again? I'm keen on it's that. It's an early access right now. You can get it right now. Sweet. So uh, just to go back to Creed, um, it is free. Uh, so I don't know, but still play it before Sunday because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice one. Cool. Um, um, is that is that all the releases? Randy, no, there's there... more in Mike. There's, there's much more. more. Wow. Uh -oh. Exactly. Uh, we've got <laughs> Virtual Army Revolution on the HC Vive, Oculus Rift, and Windows Mixed Reality. Uh, also in early access right off now. $15.99, but it is also 40% off right now. This is a fast-paced arcade multiplayer first-person shooter for virtual reality. Uh, forget everything you've learned, they say. It's the fastest, most accessible shooter yet. And they have a free demo available as well. So, you know, go and, go and check that one out. Um, next up, we also got Confucius on Itch.io. They have a free demo for the HD Vive, Oculus Rift, and Windows Mixed Reality. And as some of you might know, uh, Itch.io also has like a pricing point that you can like determine yourself how much you want to pay for it. So that's actually kind of nice. Um, and this one is a Kung Fu simulator sandbox where violence is virtue. You master the use of meridian points and chi skills to become the one true Kung Fu master. Don't know what that is, and I don't know how that will look on video, but uh, it must be hilarious, especially if you look at the at the clips. Uh, and then the, I saved the best for last, guys. I really uh oh, did. yeah, okay, I, bring I it on. Is it a good okay. one or is it a bad one? Oh, is it it's, something it's, in the middle? It's a fantastic or? one. It's I'm just going to say fantastic. It's okay. called um, Doc in a Box. What? Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting so, into the realms of uh, Temple of Pizza here. Oh, please. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I'm or is it better? Be is it better than the pizza game? So, I got to play it. I got to play I, it. I don't know. I'm trying to beat Zim here, right? <laughs> okay. So, so it, I, I'll read it out. I'll read it out. Dog in a Box is a virtual reality dog building game, allowing the player to step into the shoes of a traveling toy maker. As you step into the shoes of the toy maker, you should expect to receive unexpected orders for toy dogs in often strange locations. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's this now sounds... $9.99, 30% off, available for the HC Vive and Oculus. Oh, I, I this see. This sounds like it should now. be a horror game. <laughs> it, yeah. it kind of when you look at the trailer, which I'm, I'll play it again. Uh, it kind of looks like a horror game, especially in the beginning, because they, he, he picks like a like the body of a dog out of like a cart, and then he puts like hats on it, and he starts like throwing it around, which looks a bit like you know like a weird game. But yeah, wow. I, I don't know. Dog what in to a say. box. Remember that name. It's going places. Shopkeep VR. 
which where you uh, you you actually um, forge and manufacture weapons and potions and things, and so you're, you've got this whole kind of ordering system where people are requesting you to build certain things, and you're on a clock to do that. Yeah, it's something similar. Yeah, I think I believe it's similar to that. You get like orders, and you need to like put dogs together uh, with like multiple hats and multiple whatever. Like it looks really weird. Uh, So yeah, you can see like in the trailer they're making like three-legged dogs and that kind of stuff, Uh, three-headed dogs and that kind of stuff. Cerberus is a quality find, Rowdy. Wow! Wow! Nice one! Nice one! Um, okay, so let's move on to some main topics then, because we're running a little bit behind schedule and we've got loads still to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking about Pimax up next, because uh, this week uh, we got an update from Pimax to the PyTool software, uh, which is required to use when you're using the 5K Plus or the 8K headsets. Uh, and they've added uh, features uh, called Brain Warp and Fixed Foveated Rendering Technologies. Um, and what we're going to talk about is what they mean and why it's important to them as a company and why it's important to us as consumers. Because let's start off with Brain Warp, because basically this technology is very similar to that used by Oculus called Asynchronous Space Warp. And Valve, they use uh, something similar again called Motion Smoothing. And basically it's the same technology, but just branded with a different name and it's called Brain Warp. But if you're not familiar with this technology, let me kind of break it down and explain it to you. Um, so we all know that VR games uh, should ideally run at 90 frames per second to make the experience smooth and comfortable uh, experience for the user, right? Uh, but sometimes due to the hardware that we use uh, or the game being very graphically intense, the gameplay dips below 90 frames per second. And that's undesirable because this can cause stuttering game, it can break immersion, and in extreme cases can make you feel quite sick. Uh, You know, really low frame rates can be a real cause of motion sickness. So this is where asynchronous space warp, motion smoothing, and brain warp kicks in. And basically how it works is it cuts the frame rate in half. So if if the ideal frame rate is 90 frames per second, cuts it down to 45 frames per second, and then those frames are rendered from the GPU. Now, this is where the clever stuff comes in, because in between those 45 rendered frames, it inserts its own generated frames based on the previous frame before it. Okay, So that means that it bumps it back up to 90 frames per second, but half of those frames are inserted, uh, and half of them are rendered from the GPU. So let me just say that again, just in case you missed it. So basically, it cuts the frame rate down to 45 frames. They're rendered from the GPU it inserts a frame in between each of those frames uh, that basically takes the image from the last frame and pushes it forward depending on the rotation of your head and inserts it. So it basically makes it a smooth experience. So, But it doubles the frames, right? It doesn't do any like estimating or guessing or any kind of that stuff. Like It's just a doubling of the frames. It doubles the frame, but the guessing comes in where the head movement is involved. So it it knows the rotation of your head and basically inserts that frame with the rotation. Um, Because if if they just doubled the frames, there would be no there'd be no discernible positive effect. Whereas this kind of it's almost like motion smoothing that's happening. The way I would say as a as a metaphor, if anyone didn't quite catch Mike's quite technical summary, is I'd say it's like if every second article you read was fake news. (laughs) <laughs> then, uh, then the blurring you get of the truth would equate to your VR experience. Nice, nice. <laughs> so okay, that sounds legit. So, although this sounds great on, on paper and 
it is pretty cool. It makes uh, you know everything much smoother, which is great. It's desirable. Uh, you don't get good things in life for free. Basically, there always is uh, you know a sacrifice to be made somewhere due to this. You know, you just can't have it doubling your frame rate all of a sudden. Everything would be amazing. Um, basically, you do get as a consequence of this uh, some artifacting. You get some tearing sometimes, uh, and some other sort of like you know distortion of the image. Basically, when this kicks in. So it's not ideal. The ideal solution is to be running at 90 frames, but this kind of is a stopgap if you just can't make it sometimes. And ideally, what this will do is it will only kick in when you're not hitting the maximum 90 frames. And then as soon as you start kicking 90 frames again, it turns itself off and everything's hunky-dory again. Um, and Oculus are working on the next version of this, by the way, Space Warp 2.0. We saw that demo to OC5, which yeah. basically reduces the artifacting when it does kick in. But it's great to see that Pimax are implementing their own version of this, especially with the Pimax 5K Plus and the 8K headsets, because you really need a powerful graphics card to run these headsets in the first place. And now a lot of people were sort of saying that, yeah, you know, now that they've got Brain Warp, we're going to be able to run this on like a 1060 or a 1070. Don't get your hopes up, because what I would say is that that's probably not the case. And you wouldn't want to run a headset with this feature enabled all the time, because you're not going to be getting the experience that there that is intended. Good. You know, What you really need is, for these headsets, I would say is minimum a 1080, ideally higher. Um, but what this, this new sort of brain warp feature will do is give you that little bit more performance headroom, um, so you will get a better experience overall. Uh, it's not that you're going to be able to run this on a lower you know, I love yeah. a spec graphics card. It's, it's almost like making it even even more simple. Is It sounds like when, when back in the days when you had a computer and you used one of those game boosters on your PC to, you know, enhance your experience, even if you didn't have the, the hardware to run those games. So it's yeah. kind of like a, a booster, an FPS booster. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you know, having 90 frames is, is better. Uh, even with a bit of artifacting, it's, it's, it's a better experience. So it, it's good. And it, it yeah. really goes to show that Pimax, you know, they've, they've really pushed hard on the hardware side. Yeah. And it, it's great to see them working hard on the software side. And I'm sure yeah. we'll hear more about it when you talk about your experience meeting them in China later yeah. on. Um, but the other thing they added, as well as this brain warp feature, uh, it's available now, by the way, is is also fixed foveated rendering. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that very quickly because we've talked about dynamic foveated rendering in the past on the show. And basically that works in conjunction with eye tracking modules, knowing exactly where your pupils are looking on the display of the headset, making sure that that pinpoint is rendered at the full uh, resolution where everything else is kind of rendered at a lower resolution, therefore having a, a, a saving on performance on your graphics card. Uh, but obviously, you know, we don't have eye tracking modules with the Pimax 5K Plus and the 8K right now. So what they're working on is fixed foveated rendering. And where we've seen this work really well in the past is on the Oculus Go. Uh, this is one of the first headsets that ever implemented fixed foveated rendering, and it works really well. Uh, because what it does is it has a huge sweet spot in the middle, I would say, that is full resolution. And then the very edges get blurred a little bit. And then as it goes further out, it gets blurred even more. But that's fine because your eyes don't necessarily focus on those things when you're looking directly ahead. And it's the same with this fixed foveated rendering on the Pimax. So you'll get that sweet spot in the middle, everything else will kind of be blurred in the periphery, but it will be a cost saving in performance because those peripheral items don't have to be rendered at the full resolution. Yeah. Um, but the issue and the caveat with this right now is this is only available uh, to utilize if you own a newer NVIDIA RTX card right now. So something like oh. the uh, 2080 or the 2080 Ti, 
that features ray tracing technology, RTX cards. Not that it uses ray tracing, but they're ray tracing enabled cards. Um, they're the only ones that can enable fixed foveated rendering on the Pimax Pi tool right now. Um, is there a reason for that? Do you know that if there if there's a particular reason why that is the case, or um, I think it's just informatic. Yeah. Uh, they want to roll it out to uh, GTX owners as well. So you know, 1080 Ti, uh, according to uh, Papa oh. Voodoo. Uh, so I'll take his uh, his expertise on that. Um, so apparently they're just working from the top down. You know, this will be enabled for other cards in the future. Um, but again, oh. you know, it's not going to make a huge difference. But it's just going to be a little bit nicer for those that are running. You know, yeah. these high-end headsets. Also, if you are interested, Fudu Papa Fudu did some uh, some tests on his uh, English uh, channel, where you can see uh, like different games performing with and without all of these new features. So mm -hmm. yeah, go check it out. Uh, he's called Fudu the English version. Yeah, we gotta repeat this a few times, I think. But yeah. that's the one. Yes. Yeah. Just search for Fudu DA Bimax, you will find it. But from yeah. his hands-on conclusion, because I watched that video as well, um, you know, he was playing uh, Project Cars 2, I think, and yes. uh, he was playing it on the 8K, which is limited to 80 frames per second. So his half of that with Brain Warp was mm. 40 frames per second. Yeah. But he did say it was a better and uh, more comfortable experience playing that game. So it does goes to show that it does work. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's going to be ideal for those running lower hardware. You still want the highest hardware to run these headsets. It's just going to make you your experience a little bit better, that's all. That makes sense. So that's, that's... With the asynchronous space warp, brain warp, whatever you want to call it, uh, when that kicks in, do you notice? Uh, I'm really curious to just take a quick poll here because for me, and I've compared with other people, like I don't mind it. I don't mind the effect. It doesn't seem to really damage the experience, and I think it, you know, it feels like magic as a gamer. Like, yeah, the only places where I think you can... Um, you can notice it are the place where it's a bit more complex to like predict, you know, the, the smoothing or predict like the movement. Yeah. For example, hands right can often do that. Like if you move in your fingers, because it's much harder to predict that kind of thing. Uh, I think yeah. then uh, you might be able to see it since I, I've seen like sometimes like artifacting happening on my hands when something like that kicks in. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that it's that big of a deal either. No. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that is um, Brain Warp and Fixed Foveated Rendering for the Pimax, which you can download now if you own a Pimax. But let's hear more about Nathy traveling to meet Pimax at their headquarters and factory in China, which sounds amazing. Yeah. Tell us more. We're all in, super intrigued. Well, let me first of all give you a summary of what I've been doing in, in, in just this like like short week. Mm. Um, so, yeah, first of all, I, uh, I traveled to... Uh, Shanghai to uh, well do some meetups there and also to well get a tour from from uh, from Pimax uh, their main office is based in Shanghai. Um, after I uh, did all of that, I flew to Nanchang and for the people that don't know, Nanchang is the very large city and it's the the capital of virtual reality I would say because they are more than a thousand startups located there that are working on all kinds of VR technology. It's it's huge. Uh, you, you can't find that anywhere else than in China, I would say. They they seem to be extremely advanced. Uh, so uh, in Nanchang, I visited uh, Pimax, their factory. That's where they make the, the Pimax headsets. 
Uh, and I also uh, went to a VR theme park. We're going to talk about that another time because we're running short on time anyway. So, uh, But yeah, um, I went to Nanchang. After Nanchang, I traveled to Beijing. And in Beijing, uh, Vive is located. They have an office there. So uh, they uh, invited me over to you know uh, show me around. So that's, that's kind of what I did in Shard. And then I also did some tourist stuff. I went to the Chinese Wall beautiful it's it's really it's really windy too by the way uh so if you ever go to the chinese wall um you gotta have a good condition and uh you you don't want to fly away that's what i would say oh yeah you can make nice pictures too so yeah um so yeah that's that's in short what i did in that week um and yeah let's let's start with pimax in shanghai um so just to to be upfront with this, uh, I got invited by Pimax. They they flew me over to China. Um, they first wanted me to come to CES, but I was like, you know, CES is great, but I can also just you know uh, get a get a summary of what happened there on the internet. So I was like, I, I I gotta go to China because it's a mysterious country. We have no idea how big VR is is over there. So I was like, I'm just going to grab that opportunity and and tell Pimax like, listen. I appreciate the opportunity because I mean, going to America is always, you know, super fun. But I was like, listen, I want to see what you guys are doing in your office. You know, I want to, I want to learn more about your culture. I want to learn what your vision is with the Pimax and how you see our like little uh, area from your uh, side. So um, yeah, it was it was super fun. They were well prepared, by the way. Um, they. Um, they they are like in an office where it's a shared space so you have like many companies there and and they are one of the the companies um that that is like located in this uh, they call it an incubator and um so the first the thing they they showed me was their test room where they uh test all the pimax headsets now they told me that uh, when they make headsets in the factory, they already test them once. Uh, and and they, that's from like seeing if it has any dead pixels, things like that. But since some people had some issues, they decided to build a test room into their office to kind of do a double check on some batches. And if they find uh, too many headsets that are kind of like broken or they have certain flaws, then they would call the factory and say like, listen, uh, this batch is not okay. We got to, you know, uh, catch up again. So there was like a double check at their office testing all these headsets. And you got to think of like a room with people sitting behind desks in uh, in in like uh, what is it like hazard suits? I don't I don't know. So that sounds kind of extreme, but um, yeah, they were like in suits to you know uh, to uh, hold off the dust. And yeah, they were like testing headsets, and it took them about six minutes to test one headset, putting them on, look around, uh, checking some cables, uh, display things like that. Um, and um, yeah, they, they also tested headsets for 12 hours where they put it on the computer, waited for 12 hours, and then you know they were kind of seeing what they were doing. So that was kind of like the performance uh, test room. Very interesting to see. I have never seen something like that before. So I was like, what the heck is this? What is going on in this place? Like, is this how you test your headset? So, because you have a certain you know idea in your mind of what testing means, right? And every company has their own way of doing that. and. Of course, Pimax is a startup, so it might not go the way it goes at bigger companies. But yeah, um, and 
I regarded all of that too. So there is a tour on my channel if you're interested. Um, and the the video itself is like a mix of me uh, showing you around. Of course, Pimax really wanted to tell how proud they are of their product, and 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 they are very um, also like happy with their community. They love them. It's it's it it goes beyond than just like oh we have customers and they are numbers. Now these are like like they are so important for them, and I noticed that from from the start. Like they were constantly talking about their backers and their customers so yeah they they wanted to tell me how you know how, how proud they were of their well and i think they should because i mean it's it's a big thing to kickstart a product and get this far so i i totally totally feel that so uh so while i was on this tour i also went to the 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 back room that was attached to the test uh, area and there were like boxes everywhere and this is like a heaven for vr enthusiasts where you see so many hats where you're like i'm gonna grab them all and i want to take them all home you know like that um and it's like it's unbelievable that that a company can work this way because i i thought it was it was working i don't know like you can you can come up with so many so many ideas of what they would be doing there and how they do it and that's why you know, going to China was so mind blowing. I was like, well, wait, is, is this how it works? You know, it's it's crazy. So I don't, I don't know if you guys have any questions, but that's kind of like the first part of my tour, like seeing this test area, this test room. So some of the, I've got a question. So, cause I noticed in your video, I watched the video. I thought it was really good by the way. You know, I thought it was, it was well done. You know, I think a lot of people were really interested to see behind the scenes of Pimax. So I think you were, you know, the, the first person to do it. Um, but you you had hands on with the uh, the the controllers at one point, actual working versions of them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. What? How did you sort of feel they were when you actually had hands on experience with them? So after I um, you know checked out the the, the test uh, room and, and 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 seeing all the batches they were about to uh, ship, um, we went downstairs and there they had their like main office where they. Uh, where they have their marketing team and their support and, and stuff like that. And uh, they, they had a little um, like uh, corner where they show businesses uh, what they make because it's very important as a company to uh, show uh, uh, potential investors what your headset does and what it's all about. You got to try VR to believe in it, basically. So uh, they had they had controllers everywhere laying around. They were like versions, like the, the first uh, Pimax controllers and then the second one and the ones that were on CES. There were so many, like they were spread around everywhere. And um, it's, it's funny that in the video I say Knuckles controllers because funny enough, they don't have a name. They don't have a name for these controllers. And they were fine with it. I, I first was like, oh, maybe I insulted them now because I named them Knuckles, right? But I mean, honestly, they, they kind of look like Knuckles and they seem to be inspired by the Knuckles. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. You should be proud of that. And uh, as you may know, in China, it's 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 pretty normal to look at other companies, what they do and kind of, you know, mix that up with your own ideas. Um, but... As also Voodoo said, Papa Voodoo at CES is that the rings around your hands are still very big and they need to be smaller. But it, it felt solid. Yeah, they're like solid uh, controllers. Um, but I don't know. They, they, they are, of course, different than the Knuckles because they 
also need to build software for it and let developers make something for it. And, you know, like the, the squeezy things are like with the knuckles, a very cool feature that with the Pimax still needs to be, of course, developed. So, mm. yeah. And what about um, base stations? Did you see any sort of like base stations that they've, they've I, made? I did check that. Um, they did have a lot of base stations, but they were all or 1.0 or 2.0 Valve ones. Uh, right. So like the ones from HTC. Um, they did have some mods laying around from the, from the Pimax and also the controllers from the very start. Um, and uh, the, 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 the most fantastic thing I've seen in the office was they had a uh, shelf with like all kinds of awards and very impressive ones that I didn't even knew they won. They had like a certification from the government. They were, of course, super proud of that. And I think it's a big achievement if you get, uh, you know, an award from the government in China, dude, like that's that that's that's just great i would say um but they they had steve jobs in one of the on one of the shelves and then i was asking like what is steve jobs doing here yeah yeah the real one yeah the real steve jobs was like a book um and there were like candles around it too i was like what is this for like a like an (laughs) yeah some kind of altar you know like some and then they told me that uh, Robin Wang, he's like a CEO of Pimax. He uh, he's like uh, like Steve Jobs is his idol. He's like a big fan of Steve Jobs. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, everyone has uh, their own thing, right? And uh, and they also had the Guinness Book there, so we uh, you know we looked it up. I, I'm in there, and and they are in there too. We share a page, so that was kind of kind of uh, cool to to share. That's um, good. But something that really sticked with me is that uh, because we, of course, did this tour, but we spoke about a lot more um, is that they they their like marketing campaign is uh, like they they are really they like, let's say, DJI, you know, you know, the drones, Mm -hmm. they really like the drones and they like the marketing campaign they do. And they they said that they are very inspired by DJI there campaign and to kind of explain what that means is if you talk about dgi you think about an american company right Hmm. but in the end dgi is not an american company but the way they market their product Hmm. seems to be american but it's not it's not american and that's what pimax wants to do now too uh they they are they have opened an office in the u.s and they have a spokesman too now that was at ces so they are slowly Hmm. Uh, turning into a American company and then also you get a better relationship between your customers and because we have seen so much confusion and they don't always seem to understand that and and I, I totally get that because China has a different uh, uh, community than we have in the West so trying to meet both uh, mm. standards is of course a challenge um, yeah. but I, I feel like I, as you may know I've been very skeptical about the Pimax and also about the way they work and then and, and the support they have and how they uh, do their marketing, how they communicate. But after being there, I understand way better now what they are doing. And then some of the things that might look weird to us are not that that crazy as you think they are if you know the story behind it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, yeah, I, I trust them a lot more than I did before. And so, uh, um, the thing is, everyone- I wish I wish I could be the. No, I I think that's why like they have a U.S. office, and that's kind of like their 
translator for mm. them and that can kind of speak for them and i think that's that's the way to go like for me too if someone would tell me like yeah but pymax did this and that then i could find like explain them why they are doing it that way mm. but that's not always the answers you can get right so so i have one last question uh, and then you know if you've got any questions in the chat by the way you want to ask mm. Nathan about pymax now's the time yeah. to do it uh, but my last question for you is, uh, did you see my headset there? And when <laughs> did you get it? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> yeah, your name was on it, like like a Santa gift, right? Yeah. Uh, with your label the one, uh, on it. The one that you picked up and threw very hard on the ground after they did the manual test? I think it was that one that you, you showed me on a video. Looked as if <laughs> No, I, I don't know. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really see what names were on there. But they did tell me that they have a very uh, large community in the UK, so that might uh, work in your favor. And uh, yeah, there were like big packages with Pimaxes in there. Um, so yeah, I have a good feeling about their 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 shipment. I did try to kind of ask them, like, listen, what is the time frame? What are you going for? But I just couldn't get an answer on that. Um, they they mm. said that. Since they are a startup, they are kind of like learning along the way. You know, the the, the more they ship, the, the better they can predict uh, what to do next. And I think that's the same what happened to the Oculus Rift because the Oculus Rift at the start also had some issues shipping. And then uh, it, it uh, catched up steam later on and then it went fine. It went super smooth. Um, of course, they have a, a way longer learning uh, curve here, uh, but um, I, I think they, they, they will do it. And they said, like, the most important right now for us is to ship these headsets out. Because okay. I was asking about these headphones they have been promising and all these straps and fancy gadgets. But they were like, you know, we promised that and they are going to deliver on that, I, I think. Mm. But they were like, headsets need to be out first. Most okay. important thing, and I think that's 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 a good. Yeah. Uh, Go on. Same question. Do. Yeah, I got a question for Nathy. So, from your China trip, um, Pimax related or otherwise, what surprised you the most about the Asian market? You know, VR wise. Um, you mean, you mean, you mean the 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 way the people are, or the the hardware, or. Like could, could I, be whatever. I'm just curious what stood out to you as, you know, what was an observation where you went, wow, this this really isn't like it is, you know, in Europe or where else you've seen it in the Americas? I would say they are they are willing to go much further than anyone else right now in the VR market. They they uh like they, they want to take the risks and they don't seem to care that much. Where you know, where we would say, like, yeah, but that gets you sick right now, or that's maybe too overpowered at the moment, or that's not gonna work, or no consumer is gonna be interested in that. They just do it and they just wait and see what happens. But that's of course because they are all working together. The government is is of course a big part of what happens in China. Um, and uh, the government is also funding all the VR there. Uh, well, here in the West, everyone needs to do it by themselves. So they have a long-term vision that we can't have at the moment because here that would be a risk. But over there they can, they have much more play space to, you know, be more advanced than, than we are. Um, but the thing that, that stood out the most is these people are very, very loyal to 
um, to the, the company they are working for. They, they, they are super motivated to make VR succeed. They want VR to be the best thing ever, and they don't want to slow down right now. They, they also told me like, you know, they like these standalone headsets that are coming out, but they don't want to kind of stick with one thing right now. No, they want to con constantly make something better. And if that's maybe a new headset every six months, they don't care. They just want to make sure that the VR industry keeps rolling because it's too, let's say, too early to now stop and be like, okay, let's make this headset. Let's just, you know, uh, sell it for two years and then go to the next one. They are totally not like that, I would say. Yeah. But they, they can, I, I feel like they, they are very trustable people. They are, um, you know, they, like working together with them is, is something else than I would say in, for example, the U, US, uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to explain. That's why I wanted to go there to understand it better. And it, I'm still left with so many questions, but uh, it was an amazing trip. So that was only Pimax, right? Should I tell some more about this factory I went to or? So we've got uh, a couple of questions in the chat first. Um, yeah, sure. So first up, I want to give a shout out to my Rift Kid, who's given us a $20 uh, oh, super wow. donation. So thank you very That's much awesome. to him. Really appreciate yeah. it. He says, uh, I'm really going to get that robot still, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to get it. Ed 209, you'll see him in my in my, in my home. <laughs> home layer. But he says, uh, this is so much easier than Patreon or PayPal. Keep up the great work, fellas. Your info is invaluable to me. So thank you very much to uh, my Riff Kid for the, for the super chat. Really appreciate it, mate. Uh, we've got a question here. Um, did you try the OLED version? Uh, uh, of the Pimax uh, headset, and did you notice any screen door effect with that? Good or no, bad? No, I like honestly, I didn't really try much uh, in in terms of VR um, okay. because, as you may know, I have three headsets at home. Uh, so for me, it was not the, the main focus to really, you know, test out the the controllers or the headset or anything like that. It was more like a side uh, thing. I like but honestly, I wasn't even planning. Like yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, there was a question in the chat as well. Yes, like, yes, there was yes, yes. Passive touch uh, for the finger. So was that uh, something? You that mean you like had? like pushing it in and then having this kind of like a little bit of feedback, like like the knuckles, so you can just like yeah. kind of touch it. Yeah, but that's what I said. Like that's still they they still need to develop that. Okay. Uh, so no, um, but yeah, I like honestly, I wasn't first even planning to make a video there. I was just like, I'm just gonna get a tour, fine. And then I was like, wow, this is kind of this kind of next level. Maybe I should record this because no one will believe what is happening here. Um, but yeah, let me let me talk in short about me going sure. to Nanchang because that's as I said before uh, was the place where the factory of Pimax was located, and I can tell you that uh, it's not. Uh, standard practice to go to a factory and then see how they make a headset. It's like uh, getting invited by uh, Mr. Krabs and then uh, learn more about his secret recipe of how this hamburger <laughs> is getting made, right? Nice SpongeBob reference. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Coca Cola saying, like, listen, this is how we brew our drink. Yeah. Um, but that's what Pimax did. They invited uh, my brother and I. Uh, over to come to this uh, factory where they put the headset together. And first of all, I, I wasn't allowed to make any photos or video. Um, I had to put my shoes into like some kind of locker. Uh, we also had to get decontained, you know, is it called decontainment? How is it? Decontaminated. 
exactly yeah. that um, to you know blow off the dust and not take anything in there because before you know it you will find a little bit of yellow there and you're like oh that was Nati okay in your headset you know in your <laughs> in your display <laughs> but um, so it was like it was super uh, clean there and they uh, put us in front of a window and this window was sealed off you couldn't see anything and then um, one moment there was a guy stripping off the, like some kind of layer of the window and I could look inside and they told me you can look inside for let's say like 10 minutes and then we will go on so this was classified and usually you can't look inside they only do this for well people uh, that are investors or companies that you know want to learn more about what they do so they showed me how they put them together so you could you could see what parts they are using uh, what the process is like stuff like that they were like people sitting in in like you know in a, in a lineup uh, working on these little chips and putting things together super sci-fi so, like so what you're saying now is basically that uh you now have the knowledge to make your own Pimax headset. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, You're exactly, yeah. exactly. And they and a company in, in the US that is going to be making yeah. Pimax headsets, except for <laughs> Pimax headsets. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I learned a lot about you know the how a Pimax gets made and what materials they use, where the lenses come from, and what goes in there. Um, and um, then I was also able to go inside where they where they do all that stuff. Um, but you know, you had to put all kinds of stuff on. Yeah, I don't know. It was, so so VR, you have a yeah, VR bug in the chat is saying this sounds like Char Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the one was you mean? God damn it! <laughs> yeah, but there was no chocolate river, uh, sadly, and I didn't go down a tunnel either in a sh in a boat. That was my favorite scene of the movie, by the way. A but... river of pixels. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I, I was like, at that moment, I was like, why am I here, and why are they showing this to me? Because, you know, I I am a I am a content creator in, in a way. So inviting someone like me over is uh, like, but. Again, that 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 after after uh, you know visiting this this factory, I realized again they want to show how proud they are of what they make and that they are serious about it. And it's not about me, you know, seeing how uh, how how everything is getting put together. No, it's like you know we have we we made this like we kickstarted this project. We have people working for us putting this together, and it's 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 all you know uh, running. It's all working. Um, so. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It so was super got, awesome. We got a question in the chat from Dennis. Uh, he said, "Did you see any sort of sneak peeks or any upcoming hardware that maybe after you know the five K plus or the eight K or any sort of hint uh, of that during any of your tour?" Well, you mean even more Pimax uh, headsets like sixteen uh, K or twenty uh, K? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Like as far as I know, this is this is their lineup at the moment. So the they have the 4K series, the 5K series, and the 8K series. Uh, so I, I think that's 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 about it for now. Uh, so, so my Rift kid says uh, he's glad you didn't get sucked up into a custom bent water cooling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. No, but uh, that that was a surreal experience, and you need to know. Like I don't know about you guys, but this was a first for me to see. How they manufacture a headset yeah but it's it's cool to see it's and it, it makes you realize how 
how happy we should be with what we have right now and how much work goes in there to make these headsets so magical as like the way they work and uh yeah it's it's that's where the fancy gets created it's maybe not the yeah. most romantic place but it's it's reality uh, and you know I, I play so much in vr and not really knowing where my headset came from and how much how much time it took to test and how it, how it got made and now i'm like yeah i appreciate headsets more and if that's a, a cheaper one or a very high advanced one or whatever it's 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 yeah it makes you realize more of you know how happy we should be for what we have already right now so we've got some more questions in the chat. Uh, one from Major Ping Five, and they say uh, it's obvious that the trip was a positive experience for you. Yes. Uh, was there anything that you saw or experienced that gave you any concern? What at Pimax or just in general? Uh, Pimax, I would guess, as we're talking about that mania, I suppose. Um. Well, but the only thing that sometimes concerned me is that they misunderstand their you know customers but that's i think with every chinese company sometimes where they need to kind of learn what what the other market is all about and and with pimax uh, that is concerning at the moment but as i said before they are building on that now and trying to create this us office they will have more people working there uh, there was one employee that had to stay up at like very early in the morning and late in the evening to just give that support to people in the US. And yeah, you can you can say whatever you want, like ah, the support was kind of strange or not what I w was expecting, but I'm like, this guy does everything he can to help people out. Mm. Um, but that's just because I met him uh, in person. So I have a different feeling about it now. So okay. other people might slap like customers, like ah, what are you doing, it's not helpful, but it's just, yeah, uh, like the effort. It's, clear. Just got, it's very yeah. clear. What they just need to do is send every single one to China. Just every single backer needs to go to China to go and check it out. That's what they need to do. So uh, one more thing, Mike, because you were talking about your, uh, like your headset maybe being there. Uh, like, sadly, I can't tell you if it was, maybe. Maybe uh, I did leave a mark on it. So if you want to, you know put my signature on there so people like if you get my signature it's like a golden ticket if we talk about you know charlie yeah. and the chocolate factory but um i was like walking around and they 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 had like computers everywhere and laptops and and one moment i saw someone watching your videos <laughs> said, i'm not i'm not i'm not making this up That's because they, they have a research team looking for yeah, uh, let's say influencers to maybe try out their headset. And they're probably saying, "Yeah, this guy's been way too sort of uh, critical of our products before." Let's like <laughs> hold, his headset back. hold his headset back. No, actually, <laughs> yeah, but actually, that, that's the people they were looking for. And it's the same with me. You know, they sent these headsets, and they knew I was skeptical, but yeah. they they gave me a chance anyway. And I think that's a very brave step to take. Yeah. Plus, like really? Mike, you also know we're, we are not roasting. <laughs> headsets or products or games whatever you know uh yeah. we just want it to be the best out there for everyone yeah uh, i think it's fair to say you know we, we've all been pretty skeptical of, of pimax but you know you know especially what we've reason. about today um with the, with the brain warp and and the foveated rendering and and you know the fact that they're getting the the, the headsets out to customers now you know they've, they've achieved a lot so i'm definitely still keeping an open mind i still don't have a final verdict on yeah. it I don't, I don't have my headset yet no um 
but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's just end. I don't know. Is there more more questions about the Pimax? <laughs> I guess so. But so I guess there's a question for all of us uh, from Eric the, uh, for president, and he says, uh, "What do you think is more important, new innovative HMD or better VR games on what we currently have?" I know. I know Rowdy's answer. <laughs> yeah, but you know my answer is better games. Yeah. I don't. I think that the current hardware that a lot more can be done. I'm not saying it's perfect, but a lot more yeah. can be done in terms of games with the current hardware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Uh, what about you two guys? Yeah, I would have said that before. I think I still stand on software. Yeah. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm excited about hardware. Like, you know. Yeah. But and I think that I and I think that's exactly what what uh, companies have to do in the in the West for sure. Well, in China, they have this long term vision and they they have way more funds to play with. So over there, that's a different story. They don't have to constantly deliver. They can do both basically and yeah. not feel the impact. Well. The in the West, way. I sometimes feel like as a company, it's a rat race. You got to stay alive and hope that VR is becoming mainstream soon. Well, over there, they are not in a hurry because mm. they, they are not getting affected by the popularity of VR. So they can push forward real fast without uh, having to slow down. Well, here, sometimes a game doesn't sell well, a studio needs to close, or you make a headset because consumers need to buy it. Well, there, they sometimes make headsets that no one can buy, but why why do they have to uh, like no one seems to yeah talking about that there were so many different headsets there like weird ones that i've never seen before like th- there were moments on my twitter that people were like asking like what is this headset i was like i didn't i don't know i didn't even know i was wearing a different one there were headsets where i was like these are super good these are like better than than most headsets i tried like one of the main ones that i liked the most was called 3d glasses that's the name of the brand and it has like a little eye in the front and it's it's all the way tracked even in my hotel I could play VR in the lobby. I could just watch 360s. I could play games. Like that's that's what happens in China. I have never been to a hotel where I can just play some VR. Like what well, the yeah. heck is this? In Bulgaria, they had like this oh. one dude uh, where you had like, you know, and he, he would put you in and he would like shake you around. You had to like- <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen God. that. I've seen okay. that before. Um, okay, so we're running on a bit, but I'm definitely interested to hear more about your adventures in China. So I think we're going to talk about it more next week, right? You know, like yeah, uh, we should adventure, adventures yeah, we going should to uh, a VR um, like park. park, right? So that's going to be super interesting to talk about. Yeah, and also uh, Vive, their office. Of course. So we'll we'll hold yeah. off that till next week because <laughs> we are running super late. But I hope yeah, you guys and girls have enjoyed this one. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to Zim uh, for for last week. I hope you had a great birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to you. I want to say thanks to thanks, the Rift Kid and Gamertag VR for the super chats. Yeah, thank really you. appreciate it. Nice. Thank you to everyone that joined us live and got involved in the conversation in the chat. Love interacting with you guys and girls during the show. It's great to have you here. Uh, and thank you to everyone else that tunes into the show, either on Catch Up or our audio listeners as well. We appreciate you all very much. Mm. So uh, we will be back next week, obviously talking more about Nathan's adventure in Asia. Uh, but until then, have a great week in VR. And bye-bye for now. So take Bye. care. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. See you later. Cheers.